0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of Curator's Corner. Today we're going to be talking to Kate Story and Ryan Kerr about Precarious, Peterborough's Arts Work Festival, which is presented by Fleshy Thud in partnership with Public Energy, with over 25 events from October 25th to December 3rd, with events running through the month of November. This festival focuses on the link between precarity, labour and art. The festival founders and organizers are with me here in the studio today. Kate Story is a writer and performer, a Newfoundlander living here in Peterborough, Nogajewanong. She is the 2015 recipient of the Ontario Arts Foundation's K.M. Hunter Award for her work in theater. She's published over 10 short stories and novels and has also written, created, produced dozens of dance theater and performance works. Ryan Kerr is the owner and director of the Theatre on King here in Peterborough, and is also the founder of Fleshy Thud, which is a Peterborough-based organization that presents original performance works and opportunities for and by local artists. I'm thrilled to have them with me here today. Curator's Corner episode three. Today I have the pleasure of talking to both Ryan Kerr and Kate Story. Ryan Kerr and Kate Story are both locally based artists and are running the precarious festival we're really thrilled to be talking about them this is one of the features of public energy season and it's happening this november all the information will be available on the public energy website as well as the theater on king website so which is ttok.ca so we encourage you to go there to learn more but for now welcome thank you so much thank you so ryan um, can you tell me about, uh, first of all, your inspiration behind the festival, uh, what you and Kate were sort of thinking about and talking about when this idea came, came to be and where it came from?
1: Uh, well, me and Kate did a festival last year called A Certain Place, and um, it was another month-long festival that uh, ran throughout the month of November. And while we were in the middle of that, we had to start thinking of what the next project would be and um, through some of the panels and some of the workshops that were happening through that last festival, the idea of art and work came up, and uh, the the idea of precarious just made sense, because the uh, notion of art and work are very precarious, especially in this town um, at this time. Um, And so to um, incorporate all these artists, again, um, like we did last year, to um, investigate what exactly it is, what is art and work, how do they intersect, what is the nature of art in this town, how many artists are there, and things like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Now can you tell us a little bit about you, Ryan, and what what your role is in the in the arts community and what art and work means to you in your own life?
1: Uh, sure. My uh, I moved to town in 1992, uh, originally for uh, to come to Trent University and uh, get a degree. Um, but I got involved in the Union Theatre and quit university. Um, I then became the technical director of public energy. And then in 2013, I opened my own little tiny black box space down on uh, King Street called the Theatre on King. Um, this is the end of its fifth year. And um, As an artist here in town, it is very precarious. I mean, there are more artists than you imagine, and there are a wide range of them um, from all mediums. Um, And all of us have chosen to live here in Peterborough to make our art, Mm -hmm. um, but it is a very difficult place to make art when um, a lot of the art that happens isn't really acknowledged or uh, appreciated by uh, the greater public.
0: Mhm mhm yeah absolutely i think precarious is just such a great word to describe that relationship between uh work and art and what it means to to live as, as an artist in peterborough and in in canada in general um kate do you want to add to that and tell us maybe a little bit about what um what what you do here in peterborough a little bit about your your background working in the city and your relationship to to art and work
2: sure
3: um like Ryan, I came to, and many people, I came to Peterborough to go to Trent, and um, my first impression of Peterborough was not particularly favorable. I, I will admit, I you know, I went downtown and I got yelled at and called bad names by townies, and I you know, there was a lot of um, you'd go out in a group, you know, you wouldn't go out by yourself as a sort of weird-looking, in my case, sort of queer-looking young woman. Um, You know, you'd make sure you went out in a group um, if you did go out. And um, gradually, though, I started meeting older people who had also gone to Trenton and had stayed in Peterborough and other Peterborough people who were here who were just making art. They were making art or they were facilitating uh, a ground for other people to make art. So people like Bill Kimball, you know, mm-hmm. Rob Fortan, Sue Newman, mm-hmm. Susan Spicer, Jim Gleason, you know, all these people. I started meeting them, uh, Mary Polito. So I got really excited by that. Robert Winslow, and uh, I thought, oh, there's more going on in this town than than people yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, it was it's always a good thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. And um, I did go away after after finishing Trent. I mean, the Union Theater, like Ryan mentioned, the Union uh, was a big thing for me while I was still going to. Trent, but I still sort of thought, oh, I was going to be an academic. So I went off to Toronto to do that, but that never really, uh, I, you know, frankly, I just, just didn't have the passion. And I uh, kept wandering around, going to theater auditions. So, and then somewhere after seven years of that in Toronto, I drifted back to Peterborough. And what I think happened for me is that I started making my own work. Um, and in Toronto, that was there were lots of great opportunities, I met a lot of wonderful people, I learned so much, I did a ton of sort of self-directed workshops and training that way, I didn't go to school uh, full-time or anything like that, but I did a ton, a ton, a ton of training in lots of different modalities. I found it though it was hard to, to make my own work. The thing that was great in Toronto were festivals. You know, there's several mm-hmm. ones. Rhubarb was an amazing festival mm-hmm. for me. Rhubarb yeah. was so. Sky Gilbert was such a such a great supporter of new artists, absolutely. Um, and the Fringe and all that. Mm-hmm. But I came back to Peterborough because I found that here I could find artists in other disciplines because I like to collaborate mm-hmm. with people from different disciplines. And everyone was just willing to do stuff, and nobody said, "Well, you can't do that. You're too young. You're too old. You've never designed a theater set before." Nobody would say that here. People would just be like do it. Mm -hmm. And that for me is a kind of atmosphere I need to create. And, uh, I think a lot of us are like that. And, uh, so I find making work here is actually easier and having a thing like public energy in town is a great enabler. Um, so, you know, I started applying for funding and, and I was really fortunate. I did actually get funding for my, my work, uh, early and, and fairly often. Um, not enough to make a living on, that's for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, enough to encourage me to keep making work and keep collaborating. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, with the support of things like Public Energy and the terrific um, independent arts scene here, mm-hmm. um, I found it just really worked well. Plus, I was bringing a lot of stuff down to Toronto and also back home to Newfoundland, where I'm from, to St. John's. Mm-hmm. This festival, as Ryan said, sort of came out of a certain place festival, and a certain place was, was predicated on a kind of an exploration and celebration of one particular artist's work, Bernie Martin, who had a tremendous output of work, mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't really be known beyond a small circle of people, and I thought that was interesting. Here's this person who a number of us in the art scene in this region, we know about him, but he's not really known anywhere else. He doesn't have an internet presence, or if mm-hmm. he does, it's now because of the festival, mm-hmm. more or less. And also wanted to explore sets of place. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of that did come discussions about why here is a good, what's good about being here? What's difficult about being
2: here? Mm-hmm.
3: And um, I think whether you're here or not, that word precarious is coming up a lot in the creative labor uh, milieu, if you will. It's also coming up across the board. It's coming up across the board. In all kinds of work and labor issues. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, contract labor is more and more common. Yeah. Um, the internet was supposed to save us all, and uh, uh, yet I think has created an increase in precarious work. So I, mm-hmm. I just found that people... It's just in the gestalt. There's ton, I mean, if you go online, there's been many other festivals exploring precarity mm-hmm. and labor. So... Uh, it's in the atmosphere right now, and so it just felt like a good place to start for this year's festival. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. Um, can you and would you self-describe as an interdisciplinary artist? Is I think that... I would. Yeah, okay. I
3: mean, my, mm, the shorthand form, as I say, I'm a theater artist and a writer. Mm-hmm. So I do I do performance ranging from danced. I mean, I'm not a, in training as a dancer. I would never go that far, but movement-based work. Um, And I write for stage, but I also perform and I direct and I do some design. And then I also write. So I have two novels published. My third novel actually is just coming out now. Congratulations. Thank you. So three novels published, I guess I can say now, and a number of short works of fiction published as well. So I, yeah, I kind of work across genres.
0: And for the Precarious Festival, can you tell us, maybe I'll turn it back to you, Ryan, can you give us a sense of... of what will be included in the in the festival? There will be um, work by artists and created by artists, but there's also going to be a large amount of dialogue generated by way of panels and other and other types of events. Can you paint us a picture of that? Uh,
1: yes, yes. There's a, um, in addition to the two new projects that are um, the two new theatrical projects that are mm-hmm. happening towards the end of the month, which mm-hmm. is Invisible by a, a new young uh, theater artist, Aaron Lidster. And um, another new piece by uh, Brad Brackenridge is The Nervous System. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also um, uh, there's going to be a literary event. Um, there's going to be uh, a number of panels um, discussing um, all kinds of um, the, the nature of art and work. Um, there's also going to be... Um, we're hooking up on November 3rd at the Commerce Building. There's going to be three new dances by Peterborough Dance Works that are going to be happening there, which is really exciting. Um, Theatre Trent is be, uh, uh, is going to be uh, hopefully sponsoring some of this. Uh, the, uh, Trent Radio is going to be live broadcasting a lot of this stuff as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so that's really exciting. There's also uh, Ring of Rosie is another new company here in town. They're going to be doing... Um, Another new piece uh, called Neighbors that is going to be happening at ArtSpace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and plus there's a, about a number of panels uh, sponsored by QP and by the Electric City Culture Council. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an awful lot of really diverse things happening around um, mm-hmm. throughout the entire month that I hopefully will um, be able to address a lot of uh, the concerns we have about art and work and and what it is, and and how how can we make it less precarious.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, something that's special about a festival is it's an opportunity to take a whole bunch of sort of diverse artistic events and have them happening in a concentrated time period um, and be able to generate a dialogue that sort of broader, right, or that, that connects these these works together. Is that something that you found was really successful in, in the Bernie Martin Festival and that you wanted to recreate?
1: Yes, that was one of the things that we actually found. Um, we got a lot of feedback about the festival last year. And one of the, the biggest um, um, bonuses of the whole thing was the fact that it did happen over an entire month. So mm-hmm. it wasn't something that just happened and was forgotten. It was something that was continuing on all month. So there was this dialogue that was created For an entire month and it continued on afterwards too and so hopefully that dialogue we can that we uh, generate during this festival will also continue along as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I'll take it over to you now Kate Um, would you say that um, that connecting sort of art making and critical reflection like panels is something that that doesn't really exist in, in Peterborough outside of the festival context? Or is this something that you see happening in general um, in the Peterborough art scene and you sort of wanted to just catalyze or, you know, create a catalyst in the form of a festival, uh, put all these conversations together?
3: Well, it's a good question. I, I know public energy often has talks with the artists or talkbacks with the artists or sometimes curators will talk about the work. Um, and I've always found that really, really stimulating. Um And I love a panel. I mean, you know, I'll go go to these speculative... (laughs) Who doesn't love a good panel? Who doesn't love a good panel? You know, maybe they have a bad rep. But, you know, I go to these speculative fiction conferences for my writing work, and and, um, I love the panels. I love when people talk about the work itself and Mm -hmm. uh, in a critical way or, you know, that that they put some real thought into this stuff. And I think the thing about this festival that's a little different um, than many others is that is driven by artists? Mm-hmm. Not to say I'm not I'm not criticizing other festivals when I say that. I just it's a different thing. So it means we can be a little more political. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll find out. Maybe there would be dreadful consequences. We'll find out. But you know, really, this is like Ryan and I talking to other artists and and trying to get a feeling about what people would like to do and what we think would have legs, mm-hmm. and just kind of going forward with it and uh, just trying to make what happen. Make, ask artists what they want to do, mm-hmm. rather than making a kind of showcasey thing where it's like. As artists, we, we're all familiar with that. And you go, oh, that's what I need to do for that. OK, right. I need to create a short piece, um, and it's going to be this. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's more like I've, we've been going to people, like, what would you like to do? Mm. You know, approaching um, Jill Stavely, who's part of Rock Camp, uh, RC4G, Peterborough. Um, Rock Camp for Girls. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, they already do Rock Block, which is a weekly, uh, monthly, I mean, drop-in. And that's already working. So why don't we just give a little more to that? And, and, you know, so Jill's able to bring some people in to facilitate a session. Um, Asking Ring of Rosie, this amazing uh, device theater company, what do you feel like doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Asking uh, somebody like Laurel Palak, who does a lot of mentorship, would you like to mentor someone? So she's mentoring a young uh, person, a 15-year-old as they make giant uh, rat heads that people can wear throughout the festival. Um, so just a kind of a making mentorship. Um, mm-hmm. Asking Sara DiCarlo, who's a filmmaker and musician, uh, and Nikki Jabot, you know, what what do you see as a need? And they said, well, we know these indigenous young women who want to learn filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So we're making that happen, you know? And it, so it's just a slightly different way of approaching what's already going on. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the show-and-tell poetry series, mm-hmm. Buried Press, um, and the theater on King, frankly, you know, stuff. all kinds of things go on there. Mm-hmm. Um, So, it's a mix of a creative and then dialogue-based way of looking at this issue of precarity. Mm -hmm. I hope it's as stimulating for everyone as I know it is for me. Mm -hmm. I kind of geek. So, I mean, I really, really hope people don't just go to events where they know people. I hope Mm -hmm. that they come to the panels and I hope people come, you know, go see a poetry series Uh, event even if you think of yourself as a primarily music-based person Mm -hmm. and uh, you know vice versa I don't hope the theater people don't only go to the theater so um, I think as Ryan said it is uh, kind of a a rich experience to have a full month of these events and I feel like we could really deepen um, our discussion in this place at this time Mm -hmm. about these issues Mm -hmm. and I want to say too a big linchpin of the festival is this uh, it's a first ever survey of local artists and we're doing this in partnership with Electric City Culture Council. I mean, it's mm-hmm. something that EC3 was wanting to do anyway. And again, the Gestalt thing, I mean, I sort of contacted Sue and said, I'm thinking for the festival, like, we should do this. Like, has this ever happened before in the region? Because I mm-hmm. thought she would know. And she goes, funny you would say that, because no, it has never happened in the region. And mm. we've been thinking that. So this is essential. I was calling all artists, whether you're emerging or established, we really, really need... Be stand up and we need to stand up and be counted. We need to fill out this survey, it's not going to be horrible, it's going to be fun. And
0: (laughs) And where can people find the survey? They're
3: going to find it, we're going to have it up soon. It'll be on the Electric City Culture Council website, and we're also going to provide paper copies. Uh, at various points throughout the festival. Mm-hmm. And Anna Courier, who's a graduate student at Trent, is facilitating it. Trent, uh, what's it called? Trent Center for, no, Trent Community Research Center. Yes. It's also working with us on this. So so this survey is going to be a real linchpin for future advocacy around local art making.
0: And what's some of the information that it will garner?
3: We're looking to find out a lot of things about people's... Uh, You know, what genres they work in, Mm -hmm. how old are you, how much money do you make from, you know, annually, how much money do you make from your creative labor, Mm -hmm. what proportion of time do you put into creative labor, do you have access to studio space or Mm -hmm. whatever kind of space you need for your art making? Mm -hmm. Um, Those kinds of really basic questions. What's your education level, stuff like that, because we want to find out what the reality on the ground is for artists. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us have a, an impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what it is for us. Um, but to get the data all together and be able to crunch those numbers, I think will be really, really helpful. Um, I think Absolutely. Um, a- Annie Jagger of Trout and Plaid, she, uh, I won't get the numbers right, but I think it's something like this. Guelph, the city of Guelph spends $103 per capita on the arts, and in Peterborough, I think it's something like $62. So we don't okay. spend in Peterborough. The the, mm-hmm. the city does not spend as much uh, on the arts mm-hmm. as, as in other municipalities. Mm-hmm. So I think we want to make a case.
0: And that's municipality funding you're talking that's right. about. Yeah. That's right.
3: There's okay. not a lot of municipal funding for the arts, mm-hmm. though there is some. Mm-hmm. And you can go to diverse sources, not just the city itself. But mm-hmm. I think in the future, uh, considering how often you hear Peterborough's creative industries touted as a reason why it's a positive place to live. And people try to sell people who are say developers selling what a great town this is to live in until people will, will move here. Mm -hmm. Uh, They talk about what a creative town it is. I think uh, you need to, instead of calling it grants, why don't we call them investments? You need to invest in your artists. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Um, On that, yeah. On that point of, um, of investing in artists, Um, one thing that I I think is unique about this festival is the the number of artists involved. There's a huge number of artists involved, as there were um, in the Bernie Martin Festival too, and artists from all disciplines. It really is um, multidisciplinary. Um, Have you found there to be Um, cross collaborations that have come out of or sort of new connections made from the last festival that you're sort of seeing um, this year or are there collaborations between artists that you sort of hope to see as a result um, coming out of this festival?
3: I think, um, how how would I say? I say yes. I, I can't say, oh, this project would never have happened without last year's festival. But I feel like... Um, for example, Peterborough Dance Works, which is actually the three of us sitting in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I think that, that coming together over creative uh, endeavors in, over the last year is part of what interested the three of us. I mean, I want to speak for you two in, in, in making a kind of dance collective that, that could really try to do something with the profile of contemporary dance in the region. And uh, I've certainly met a bunch of of terrific artists uh, over the last year, and a great part of it was doing that festival. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for me, too, a lot of it is having the Theatre on King as a venue because so many people come in there and see these shows. And it's a way to meet people like... Alicia Rubishaw and Justin Million and the Ring Rosie Collective, mm-hmm. that these are younger artists who are making things happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I would have been able to meet them otherwise, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's like, or like yourself. So it's like meeting other people who try to make things happen. Mm-hmm. They're not just, not that there's anything wrong with the kind of artist who, who waits to be asked to be in a play, say. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's we need those people. Um, at the same time, we really, really want to nurture people who are making things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like uh, definitely doing a festival is a, a way for all of us to start meeting each other mm-hmm. and connecting with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Ryan, is there anything you want to add to that in terms of the role that um, Theatre on King is going to be playing in the festival?
1: Uh, well One of the things that uh, I'm really excited about is the, the, the mentoring that, we're, that that is sort of happening throughout mm-hmm. the festival. Um, uh, uh, last year, we mentored two new uh, theatre techs during the festival, and this year we're going to do another, two, new, uh, uh, two oh, more excellent. new theatre techs. Mm-hmm. And so they'll get experience working in different locations, they'll get experience working with different people um, under different conditions. So in that sense, um, I think it's going to be really exciting um, mentoring these two you know, up-and-coming um, theatre technicians. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be, it's really exciting. Um, and I think they're going to learn a lot. Um, I know the uh, the people we, we we mentored last year have continued on and have you know stayed in the field and have you know um, one of them went to the Toronto Fringe and stage managed for the first time that, uh, this year. Fantastic! And so that's super exciting about that, and it's it's just great to see because um, that's also all the way across the board. We've got senior artists and we've got um, you know brand new artists, mm-hmm. um, and it's really good to have that 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 intermingling of mm-hmm. all of them because. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a senior artist, sometimes you get a little bogged down in your mind, and then working with these new, enthusiastic artists (laughs) that haven't had, you know, life beaten out of them yet, it's really exciting to have that energy in the room, but at the same time, as a young artist, and this is how I sort of learned a lot, was you're working with older more experienced artists that have been there and done that so you don't have to reinvent the wheel if you know how to you know connect and and, and discuss with them Mm -hmm. so if you pay attention you can actually learn an awful lot through this whole process both as a senior artist and as an emerging artist because there's so much that all of us have to offer
0: that's that's fantastic um Thank you both so much for for coming in. It's really wonderful uh, to have you here and to speak about the the festival. I'm just gonna reiterate for those listening um, that the. Um, precarious peterborough artwork festival is taking place throughout the month of november um and more information can be found about exact dates for all the events at uh, www.publicenergy.ca but the main uh base page where everything all of your questions will be answered is the theater on king website which is ttok.ca thank you to ryan kerr and kate story for coming in
3: thank you
2: so much
1: yes thank you for having us
3: Curator's Corner is a production of Public Energy. Public Energy is artistic producer Bill Kimball, performance curator and podcast host Victoria Moore Blakeney, and myself, Eva Fisher, the administrator and podcast producer. We'd like to thank Rob Forten, who composed and performed our theme music, which is also performed by Susan Newman and M. Glasspool. In this episode, we also feature Sweet Sisters by Steelburner. Steelburner played at the precarious launch party, and this song brought the house down. It's also one of Kate Story's favorites. Here's Sweet Sisters by Steelburner.